Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? My name is Clifton Pettyjohn, and you are listening to Transformation Radio, where we transform lives through purposeful conversations. Have you ever gotten to a place in life where you find yourself asking, what now? That's right, what now? Circumstances and situations have happened. You feel as if you've been hit from the left and the right. You feel as if nothing that you do ends up working out the way that you desire for it to work out. And you just don't know what you need to do right now. The reality is we've all been there. And sometimes we've been there without the tools, techniques, and strategies to help us make effective decisions to produce the future that we desire. You don't have to do this alone anymore. I invite you to listen to my podcast. That's right. My name is Clifton Pettyjohn. I'm a purpose strategist, author, transformation coach, and spiritual leader. And I host the What Now Podcast. And the What Now Podcast is simply conversations that teach us how to effectively face life's most difficult moments. That's right, life's most difficult moments. So if you're interested in hearing the podcast, I encourage you to visit my website, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. Again, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. There, there's a tab for the podcast, and you can pick your favorite platform. We're available on multiple platforms, so you can pick your favorite platform, Pick the platform, subscribe to the podcast, listen, 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 comment, 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 and share, 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 all right? So I encourage you, again, make sure that you are listening to the What Now Podcast. What is up, everybody? My name is Clifton Pettyjohn. Welcome to Transformation Radio. That's right, Transformation Radio, where we transform lives through purposeful conversations, regardless regardless of how uncomfortable and unpopular those conversations are. As I said, my name is Clifton Pettyjohn. I'm a purpose strategist, author, transformation coach, spiritual leader, and radio host. I provide tools and strategies to transition individuals 
from a life of merely existing to living a life full of purpose. Yes, I'm talking to you. You're out there. There is purpose inside of you. Thank you for joining us on tonight. Without each and every one of you, I always say it, and I truly mean it, there would be no show. I appreciate your love. I appreciate your support. I appreciate your feedback. I appreciate your downloads and your listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. Guys, tonight we have an amazing guest, and we're going to get to her briefly. But before we do, I want to remind everybody on the last show, I made an announcement that this month we want to honor as many women, as many mothers that are out there that have made an impact in your life. They don't have to be your biological mother. They just have to be a motherly figure. If you want me to honor them here on the show, I said I was going to pick four, but, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. If you guys flood my email with more than four, I will find a way for us to honor each and every woman that you submit this month. We have four amazing guests this month in honor of Women Month. We're turning the women loose on the show each week is a different woman with a different testimony, with a different purpose that's going to come through here and bless each and every one of us. We want to honor the creativity of the woman, the strength of the woman, the purpose of the woman, and just the presence of the woman on this month, all right? I'm doing this, guys. As, as uh, some of you know, my mother passed away, passed away years ago, and she was such a rock not just to me, I called her my best friend, but also to our entire family. Uh, in our community and to many kids within the community and families within the community, as a social worker, as a minister of the gospel, and just as herself, uh, she had a smile that would brighten up any room. Um, and it was just the love that she showed was just amazing. So I'm taking that energy that, that she placed inside of me and our family and our extended family, and we want to make sure that we honor and celebrate as many women as possible. So you're listening. You want to honor your mother. You want to honor a mother that's making, uh, or maybe it's a single mother that many times are overlooked in your community, that you saw, you know, the various things that she went through. We want you to write us. Write a little bit of why we should honor them. Tell us about them. Tell us about your experience with them, and then we will do the rest, okay? And you can email that to info, I-N-F-O, at cliftonpettyjohn.com. That's right, info at cliftonpettyjohn.com. And you spell Clifton Pettyjohn, C-L-I-F-T-O-N, and then Pettyjohn is P-E-T-T. Y J O H N. Okay, we want you to email us, guys. Let's make this month special. All right. Now, that's number one. Number two, I always say this, and I'm going to continue to say it. We have an amazing guest on tonight, and I want you guys to be a part of the conversation. That's right. I want you to be a part of the conversation. Therefore, the phone lines will be open the entire night. I want you to call in, but I also want each and every one of us to understand that this is a platform with people with a variety or people from a variety of backgrounds and different belief systems. You are not going to agree with everything I say. You're not going to agree with everything they say. 
However, here it's a safe space for us all. And we've learned how to disagree in a respectful manner. And I believe that when we learn those things and we leave ourselves open to listen, that when we leave, we always leave in a better state than when we came. And then we begin to create a world not just that's great for us to experience, but it's great for generations that are to come to experience. All right? So here's the call-in number, 516-387-1756. Again, 516-387-1756. Now, also, I do have to limit calls to one minute, guys. That's one minute. That way we can just make sure as many people who want to join the conversation have an opportunity to join the conversation. All right? Now, let's go. I've I've taken up enough of y'all time on tonight. You're not listening for me. You're listening to for our guest, all right? So I want each and every one of you to help me welcome to the show. She's an author. She's a pastor. She's a speaker. So many things. You're about to be introduced to her through the conversation. Paulette Harper. How are you? I'm doing really good, Clifton. Thank you so much for having me on. I do appreciate it. No problem. We thank you for, as I said, off the air as well your willingness to come on and share with our listening audience on tonight. I know that after this conversation that there are going to be many that are going to be blessed from the conversation and encouraged to continue along their journey. Well, I hope to be able to impart some some type of inspiration and empowerment and some words of encouragement uh, to all of your listeners. Awesome, awesome. So here we start with a icebreaker question. Um, and this icebreaker question to many doesn't make sense, but there's a purpose <laughs> behind it. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you the same icebreaker question I start every interview with, and that question is, if you could have one superpower, what would that superpower be and why? If I could have one superpower, um, it would probably be to remove the pain mm. from the hearts of people. And mm. why? Because there is so much pain every day, and yes. nobody has the same degree of it. Some have more than others, but pain is pain. And yes. I may feel that my pain is deeper than yours and vice versa, but if I could have that ability to remove that, the sting of it, the effects of it, the plague of it, the memory of it, the feel of it, if I had that kind of power, that is what I would I would use it for, to remove that kind of pain, and that we would live in a world where it's painless, we don't feel mm-hmm. it, Therefore, we're not mm-hmm. subject to it. We don't. Um, uh, we're not prone to it. We don't behave out of it. We don't respond out mm. of it. Definitely, yeah. I would. I would love to be able to do that. Now, I want to stay right there. I want to stay right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and this has never failed. Every time I ask the question, usually, well, now every time I've asked the question, 
everybody answers the question according to their purpose, what it is mm-hmm. they've been called and created to do. So let's mm-hmm. talk about that that um, that pain right there for a minute because right now we're in a pandemic and there's a lot of people that have lost loved ones. Uh, some mm-hmm. have lost jobs. Some are losing homes. Uh, that thing that has been their security for so long, how do we, as the body of Christ, as the church, as the called out ones, the remnant, how do we minister to individuals that are facing these times that many of us never saw coming? Yeah, it's been, um, it's really been an eye opener to see um, where we are as a people and where we are as a body, and um, you know, all I can all I can do is offer hope and encouragement, knowing that one mm-hmm. God is the great Creator. He knows, yes. and He knew exactly where we would be at, what we'd be going through. He allowed it, and I just believe that He's gonna His word never fails, and that He said that mm-hmm. all things are going to work together for good to those who love God and to those who are mm-hmm. called according to his purpose and that we can find some hope in him. And mm-hmm. I know for myself, um, I've been in places where I've experienced where everything around me crumbled and all I mm-hmm. had was God. But that mm-hmm. was where wanted me to be. That was where my attention, he got my attention. You know, and mm-hmm. when all hope seems to be gone and, and there seems to be no way out, God always has a ram in the bush. He always has has a has a blessing. He always has a purpose. And we just have to, you know, stop and ask him, Lord, what are you saying? What are you speaking to me? Not what you're speaking mm-hmm. to anybody else, but what are you speaking yes. to me? And when it comes to the... Uh, pandemic and what is going on, I, I look at the fact that everybody is in this boat together. Nobody mm-hmm. is exempt from it. States, countries, uh, cities, governors, everybody is in this boat. And how are we going to uh, plow our way out of this? And so I know that God has purpose. He has, he has uh, 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 the the end of the thing is going to be better better than the beginning. I know that God has mm-hmm. reasons for what He has allowed to happen, but I also know as as people of God, we have to live totally by faith. We can't be weakened mm-hmm. in our faith. We can't be uh, wondering about where are you, God? No, God is right with us because we have His Word, you know, and so. I encourage people. I try to give them the word of the Lord. I try to tell them that God is 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 there and God is it has a has a has a purpose for it all and that you know better day better days are ahead because I've lived mm-hmm. through days like this in my own personal life when I didn't even think mm-hmm. better days were ahead and God would still speak a word to me in the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of the cloudiness that I was going to, God could still speak a word of encouragement. And that is really what I would say to anybody. God is saying to you, 
you know, because what he's saying to you, is it may be different than what he's saying to me because our journeys are not the same, you know. And so I definitely would just encourage people to just, you know, get into the word, hear the voice voice of the Lord. Ask God, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? How can I reset my life? How can I reassign my life? How can I um, um, put my life back in alignment with you? Because this is the time to do it because, you know, we've allowed, you know, jobs and families and money and prestige and titles to, you know, push God on out saying, oh, I got this, I can do it on my mm-hmm. own, or I achieved achieve this on my own. And God said, no, you did not. Let me remove all that you have found to be secure, just like when when mm-hmm. he told, uh, he told uh, Abraham, get amongst all that you know. Get away from where yep. you're comfortable. Let me take, yep. take you to a yep. place that you don't know, and when you get there, I'll tell you. Yep. So he removes the security from us so that our reliance and our hope is only in him. And his eyes, the Bible says, the eyes of the Lord are running to and fro throughout the whole earth, seeking whom he shall show himself strong to. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I One of the things that I, I believe that you, you hit something, you said that, you know, we're all in this same boat together, and it's regardless of those who may be wealthy, those who may not have experienced wealth, regardless if you're black, you're white, whatever, we all are in the same situation. It's amazing uh, to me how God can take a situation and then bring those who may have felt they were a little better than others to a place where we're all you know, you can't buy your way out of this situation. You know, you can't, mm-hmm. you know, think mm-hmm. your way out of this situation right now. You know, it's like we have to take time, and, and you hit it, relationship. It's time to establish that relationship with him. And you said you said so much, but you also said that, you know, hear what he's telling you because what he's mm-hmm. telling you may be different than what he's telling me. But develop that relationship yeah. so you can hear him for yourself. That was good. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. now here's what we're going to do before we get further in the conversation. We're going to play a quick game of word association, okay? Now I have one, okay. two, three, four. I have five words I'm going to throw out there at you. You can either okay. give me one word that comes to mind with it. You can give me a sentence that com- comes to mind with it. And some of the words you're going to see, I'm going to say, oh, can you elaborate on that? Let's stay right there and talk about that. And then we'll, <laughs> you know, go wherever we're okay. at, all right? All right. Okay. So the first word is, the first word is purpose, purpose. Destiny. Okay, okay. Now we're going to go back to purpose a little bit later, so I'm going to, I'm going to Okay. Let you uh, slide with that right now. Then we're going to go back to it further <laughs> in the conversation. All right? Okay. The next word is life. Living in abundance. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about the abundance. What does mm-hmm. abundance look like? Because a lot of people feel as if they're not living in abundance because of what their perception of abundance is. 
What is mm-hmm. your definition of abundance? Abundance for Paulette is living comfortable, that mm-hmm. I'm at peace. I'm not worried about, you know, my bills. I'm not worried. I don't do mm-hmm. no drama. Um, I'm mm-hmm. living in harmony with myself, with people, with God. I'm living at a place of stability emotionally, yeah. financially, spiritually. That's abundance for me. And mm-hmm. I may not have a whole lot of money in the bank, but I have I have an abundance of riches that you can't even put a price tag on. When you can mm-hmm. live in total peace that you know that your safety, your security, your existence, your purpose is wrapped up in God. And no matter what, having him and and having that peace that just surpasses all understanding, that's that's abundance for me. And Mm -hmm. everything else is overflow. You know, everything else is, is overflow. And it's just having the the peace that you can't even you can't even describe it. You know, that's abundance mm. for me. Mhm. Okay. Now the next word is ministry. Reaching souls, reaching mm-hmm. souls, and and sharing the gospel to those uh, to everyone. Really, that's that's ministry. Mm-hmm. Seeing lives changed and transformed. Awesome, awesome. Now, to those that are involved in ministry uh, now, and it's been a struggle because, you know, a lot of people equate ministry simply to church. Uh, What Mm. do you say to individuals? Because right now, you know, in some states, you can't gather and have church. There's still some people gathering, you know, (laughs) and still having services, but there are some who can't. So what do you say to those that are involved in ministry right now and they may feel as if they there's nothing I can do because I can't get to church. Well, the church is in you, you know. The church is in you, and the the church that we're accustomed to going to, you know, during the middle of the week and on Sundays, mm-hmm. that's the building, you know. Yes. And you know, the Bible tells me where two or three are gathered in his name, he would be in our midst. And mm-hmm. I can be anywhere and be the church. And so yes. my mandate is to minister the gospel wherever I am. And mm-hmm. my neighborhood is my Jerusalem, you know. And so I'm called mm-hmm. if I can't go, you know, minister inside the four walls, God said, Go out. And minister, you know, go outside Mm -hmm. the four walls because you go to the store every day, you, 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 you see people every single day, and that's your opportunity to minister. And so this time that, you know, we've been forced to do ministry differently. Mm Really, mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. we had to have we we've had to get adjusted to not the norm anymore. Because yep. truth of the matter is, I don't know how some ministries gonna go back. You just really can't go back to the way things were, you know. Absolutely. And so, Absolutely. Uh, you know, so I I just believe that when people have such a hard time, um, 
you know, separating the, the, the physical building from God being in you, then you have to think about, okay, is it the relationship, is my relationship with God or is it my relationship with that church, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and so I think that people, uh, that I, you know, that's that's another thing God done did. <laughs> you know, He just mm-hmm. He just removed everything that we've been so comfortable in doing. You know, and and said, do something different, do something new, because ministry has to be different if we're going to reach people. Because times are getting short, things are just mm-hmm. moving, you know, rapidly. The coming of the Lord is nigh. And so we have to do ministry differently. And so minister to your family, minister to, you know, your neighbors. And so there's so many things that we can do that we don't necessarily mm-hmm. have to go to the church to do because the church is in us. Right. And I, um, I really have been on creatives like that, there to me is a level of creativity that comes along mm-hmm. with ministry that has yet to be tapped into. And I feel mm-hmm. like this is the time, you know, that it's able to be tapped into and expressed. I feel like we've kind of boxed God in and the expression of who God is into what became the norm. So everything had to be shaken up so that now we can begin to see you know, um, um, another dimension of who God is and what ministry looks like. So I like that there. Now, yeah. the next word is – oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you, you, you mentioned the word being creative, you know, and yeah. – and and then in this time, you know, just being creative, being innovative, and just mm-hmm. really thinking outside the norm, outside the box, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, this this took, you know, has taken a lot of ministries by surprise. I mean, it's it's taken people by surprise, period. You know, and so with mm-hmm. ministries who were not online, ministries who were not, yes. you know. Um, doing internet ministries who were not doing Mm -hmm. podcasts. It has just really forced them to have to do ministry like this because you don't know how long we're going to be, you know, in this predicament. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so you have to be innovative, you know, and you got to think outside Mm -hmm. the box and be creative. And if you, if you can't be creative within yourself, ask God, because he's a great creator, you know, he can give you creativity. He can give you inspiration. Mm -hmm. He can give you dreams. He can give you visions of things that he wants to be, wants to, you know, birth here on the earth when it comes to ministry and reaching the lost and whatnot, Mm -hmm. you know? And so we Mm -hmm. just have to have an open heart to how God wants to do ministry now. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I tell people, I'm like, because some people are like, well, I'm not creative. And I'm like, you're missing it. The Mm. ultimate creative created you. If the ultimate creative created you, he placed some creative expression inside of you that you just haven't tapped into yet. Yeah, And I believe that this is the moment now. Like, another thing I believe that, that happened because of this pandemic is that now with being stuck at home, sometimes when it comes to purpose, we can be so external with our purpose and we're out helping this one and out helping that one and out helping Mm. this one that we've neglected 
this vessel that, that the creator has given us. And now we have to turn that mirror around and now begin to deal with <laughs> those internal things inside of us and connect yeah. with who we are. You know, even those things yeah. that we sometimes don't like, we want to run from. Right. Um, you know, right. We, we have to settle <laughs> on those things because sometimes our creativity is locked up inside of facing, you know, a lot of those things. So, yeah, I just think it's a great yeah. time for ministry right now. And if we, you know, come out of the whole, I can't, we can't go to church like we usually do and begin to understand the greater impact we can have from the internet. Mm-hmm. I mean, the message can be reached by more people than just those mm-hmm. that, that come to the building. And we could really begin to make a great impact because now everybody's looking for answers. They're looking for something. Everybody is looking yeah. for something. So it's like, yeah, it's been created for us. Let's take advantage of this thing. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, and I think, I think, I think for the church, you know, those that have been able to pivot, you know, quickly mm-hmm. to be online mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and set themselves up, they're reaching more people than they would inside their church. Yes. They're, na- you yes. know, they're preaching, they're preaching to, you know, the scripture that came to me was that God in the last days, the gospel is going to be preached all over the world. And God all is doing over. that. He's preaching yep. He's doing the word of the Lord. Yep. He's doing it. It's being yep. preached all yep. over the world. And and I remember the first day that um, the pandemic, you know, we it was the first day that we couldn't go to church. I, I started at 6 o'clock in the morning hearing the word of the Lord. I went from uh, mm-hmm. Florida to Oakland to New yep. York to <laughs> yes. Chicago just hearing the yes. word right here in my yep. home, and that was wonderful. Yep. yep. <laughs> yes, it gives you the ability. Not only does the word able to travel, but you're able to travel right there yeah. virtually, you know, from your living room, from your bedroom, from <laughs> yeah. your kitchen. It, and I think that sometimes we miss the blessing in it. My former pastor yeah. used to always tell us, in everything, find your place of praise. And she always mm. had us looking at some of the craziest situations. She mm. would have us look for a place of praise in it. And that mm. has taught me like a lot over the years with everything that I go through. It always makes me take yeah. a step back and say, okay, okay, this doesn't feel good. I don't like the way it looks. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable with this thing. But nevertheless, yeah. it's an opportunity for, yeah. number yeah. one, God to reveal himself to me even greater. Number two. God to reveal to me how great he is in me and can be through mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. and for him to get yeah. the glory. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm excited about where ministry is now and where it is headed. I'm very excited about yeah. that. Yeah, amen. Oh, yeah. okay, so now the next word is trauma, trauma. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> trauma. <laughs> Been there, lived in it, recovered, and thriving. All right, now, let's talk about it. You broke it down to me in the process of trauma. Been there, <laughs> lived in it, yeah. recovered, and thriving. Let's talk about the been there, 
the living in it, the recovery, and the thriving. How did you get from been there to thriving? Wow. Well, um, I was married uh, for 23 years to a pastor. Okay. okay. And um, and so when we divorced, this is, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, having been comfortable, you know, uh, where I was in my marriage and whatnot and, and not um, thinking about, well, what if, you know, this doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And so um, when we got divorced and the process of divorce, because I had, you know, put everything in that and mm-hmm. – when it was all removed, I was I felt I was left with absolutely nothing. No hope, mm-hmm. no life, no purpose, um, no identity. And so everything was removed that I was attached to. And so the trauma from that left me in a place of emotional brokenness, um, severe mm-hmm. depression, Um, suicidal thoughts, and just in a place of feeling like God had left me, you know, and yet Mm -hmm. I know God was Mm -hmm. still with me. And so the emotional trauma, the emotional trauma from that and living in it um, to the point of when you don't feel like your life is worth living, you know, when you don't feel like nobody mm-hmm. loves you, when you don't feel like there's even any purpose for you. Yes. And so living in that for years, you know, and it was a struggle emotionally, you know, it was a spiritual struggle. It was a, it was warfare for me to get out mm-hmm. of that. And so um, being in that, being in that darkness, that is something that you would never want anybody to be in because one more thing could have just, you know, I could have took pills. I could have just jumped off the bridge, you know, because you're in a place mm-hmm. where you, where you, you're in a place where you, where the only voice you, you, you're hearing and listening to is the enemy telling you to kill yourself you know, to end your life. Mm-hmm. Nobody loves you. Nobody will ever love you, you know. And then when he magnifies the condition and he magnifies the situation and he magnifies the pain and that's all you see, then you want to agree with him and do what he has, you know, spoken into your mind, you know. And so living in that was hell. It really was. Mm-hmm. And, um, how I came out of that was through therapy, the word of God. Um, God brought people back into my life to keep feeding me and feeding me, you know, and what I thought would have ended up killing me was actually God was building me up. I didn't know it. It didn't Mm -hmm. feel good. Mm -hmm. It wasn't a journey I wanted to be on, but it was a journey that God had assigned for me. It was something mm-hmm. that God had allowed me to go through because he knew that I could handle it, even though I didn't feel like I could handle it. Yeah. And so um, coming through that, realizing that my purpose, realizing that God still had, 
you know, ministry for me, realizing that God still loved me. He still, you know, wanted me. He still, I was still the apple of his eye. He still adored me as his daughter. And realizing that all everything that I thought I lost, I can gain it back in God. And that was me, you know, going on this journey of just reinventing who I was as a as a woman, mm. as a believer, as a child of God, finding my purpose again, you know, living again, just really finding who Paulette was because she lost herself in all of that stuff, you know. And so mm-hmm. um, that's, that's the recovery, you know, and then mm-hmm. the surviving from all of that. And then now at a place where I'm thriving emotionally, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm thriving in the place where, you know, God just keeps showing his, his favor on my life and giving me ideas and, and just being my daddy, being my Abba father mm-hmm. and just living in this place of, of favor and prosperity, not so much, you know, with with a lot of money, but just being prosperous in my soul, you know, mm-hmm. being prosperous that way. And so that's what that's about. Awesome. And I'm going to tell you, if you've never experienced prosperity in your soul, that peace that honestly passes all understanding, then you might not understand what she's saying. But there is something about peace after your mind has been, it feels like in a train wreck <laughs> from mm-hmm. you know, the yeah. trauma of some of the things that you experience. There's nothing yeah. like it. Like you wouldn't trade that for the world. So Mm-mm. Mm-mm. now let's talk exactly. about something. Cause you said something here. Uh, you talked about how you recovered and you used a cuss word, a curse word. In uh, in our culture, sometimes, and that word is therapy. Mm. I don't need therapy. I got God. I'm safe. Ooh. I don't need. I therapy. know, huh? So, mm. <laughs> you know, therapy has been a blessing. Listen, it has saved my life. It saved some other people's lives from my life too. So, yes. I I'm yes. a big advocate for therapy. So, how did you come to grips with the reality that therapy? may have been a um, a method you needed to try? Mm. Well, um, during this time, me and my ex, we were, you know, trying to reconcile, and I had suggested mm-hmm. to him, I said, let's, let's go to counsel, you know, and mm-hmm. what you just said, oh, I'm not going to counsel. I'm a man of faith. I don't want nobody knowing about my business. Da, 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 da. Okay. And so um, I had decided right then and there that I need to counsel for Paulette because if mm-hmm. I didn't go to counsel for Paulette, Paulette was going to go crazy, you know. Uh-huh. And so mm-hmm. when I went to counsel, I told my counselor, I said, I didn't come here to save my marriage. I came to say Paulette. So we just going to minister good, to Paulette. Good. We 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 going to help her good. because mm-hmm. she needs help because she's at a place of, of total brokenness. And if, if she don't get saved in this, these sessions here and everything else that had got, you know, had put in my life to help me through this process, if Paulette don't get saved here, Paulette's not going to make it. 
And so I encourage people, you know, because God uses therapy. He uses therapists, Mm -hmm. you know. I went to a a Christian therapist, you know. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, God can use them to go to those deep, dark places that we don't want to go to, you know, Mm -hmm. because they're trained to do that, you know. And even if that Mm -hmm. means, okay, take me back to when I was 10, because whatever happened at 10 is affecting Mm -hmm. me at 30. I need to deal. I need Absolutely. to deal with that, you know. And so um, I would, you know, therapy. Therapy was for me because I knew that if I didn't go that route, because I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting no therapy at home, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I needed that for Paulette. And so yeah. I went and I got that, and she began to just really dissect some things, some emotions within mm. me and just pinpoint some things that I would have been feeling and, and was able to just ask me questions that, you know, I had to ponder over, you know, I had to go deep, you know, because the, right. the pain was deep and she had to go deep and cut, you know, and, and, and help me heal through that process. And so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go to therapy in a drop of a hat if I feel that that's going to help me. Yes, and it doesn't. And, me, and it does. And it and it doesn't dismiss. It doesn't dismiss our faith in Christ. It no, doesn't say no. we don't have faith in Him. It doesn't say we don't, right. you know, have confidence in the Word. It does not. That is that doesn't mean that at all. It just means nope. that sometimes we need another outlet. Sometimes we yep. need something else to help us pull out. You know those those hidden darkness, those hidden places that, you know, we hide from everybody else. You know, mm-hmm. and so even even though he didn't want to go because for him it was he looked at it like he wouldn't be living by faith. Well, for me it was if I don't go, I'm gonna die. So I gotta go. Right. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, you hit a point that sometimes you have to take that journey on your own. Everybody's not going to go with you with some of the steps that you have to take along your path, and you have to be willing to take those steps on your own. So, yeah, I'm yeah. big on therapy. I'm big on therapy. <laughs> but through my uh, After my divorce, that was what saved my life. You know, I tell people all the time, yeah. God – my support system and therapy saved my life because, as you said, you know, that therapist, they're, they're skilled to do it. They're skilled to go mm-hmm. in some of those areas that you have locked up. You done kept them locked up yeah. and threw away the key, all of those things. They're skilled to go there, and they'll go yeah. there and get you thinking and show you. And I tell people all the time, therapy causes you to look within yourself to realize that many times they're not giving you answers. They're showing you that the answer is locked up inside of you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just mm-hmm, have to take yeah. that journey to get back to it. So, yeah, I'm big yeah. on therapy. So, All right, so we kind of just talked about this with the trauma, but I still want to hit this last word, and that's transformation. Yeah. Transformation is really um, – 
you know, the for me it was the 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 change that my pain got me through. It was the change that um mm. was that God was making in my life from from all that pain. You know, transformation is you know changing your mind, changing, you know, your thoughts. It is being renewed. It's being new. It's not doing things the same anymore. It's, it's changing your, your character. It's changing your behavior. You know, it, it's just, you know, butterfly coming out of the cocoon for the very first time, that, mm-hmm. that, that kind of transformation, you know, and it, it, it's a transformation that only, only really, only God can do it comes yes. from in, it comes from the inside out, you know. And so, mm-hmm. if you're being transformed inside, you know, your your mind and your spirit being transformed by you know the word of God, that's just gonna manifest on the outside, you know. And mm-hmm. we don't have to look like the pain that we've gone through. And if we can just really allow the pain and 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 God's purpose to be pulled out of that the transformation is going to come the newness of life will come and you know you you look at life differently because your your mind has been changed you know internally you you're not looking at at life like you used to and so you know mm-hmm. the transformation for me is being able to live through hell and it not affect you like it, it could have, you know, years ago, but you being changed from that. Awesome. Now we're going to segue, you know, from transformation. You mentioned purpose. When we talked about purpose earlier, you said destiny. So I want to ask you this question. What is your purpose? My purpose is to... um of course, minister the word of God, but also to um, help other women know that they can mm-hmm. find hope in the midst of their trauma, their dilemmas, their chaos, their pain, the divorce, whatever the loss may be. Um, I find purpose in that. I find that my purpose is really to teach women how to change the narrative and turn those painful experiences into, you know, transformational stories. That's one of the things that I do with my coaching. And so my purpose really is to um, manifest who God is in my life so that I can be um, a fragrance for those who I come in contact with and just ministering his his love to people, you know, and seeing other people come to know the Lord. That's my purpose for being here on earth. And and apart apart from ministry, you know, me writing books and, and all those things like that, mm-hmm. that's, that's part of, you know, God's big purpose for my life. So how did you discover your purpose? Wow. I actually discovered my purpose – um, as a minister, before I had gotten married and, and we had did, mm-hmm. I had gotten been saved since I was in my 20s, so we did ministry together. But I found mm-hmm. my purpose for writing and becoming an author through all my pain. I found that mm-hmm. purpose, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I went, I went through all that pain and realized 
that I had I had words to say. I had a truth that needed to be told. Mm. I I had I had a story that needed to be heard. And so I didn't know that words were in me. I didn't know I had that many words. I didn't even know I had a story within me, but God birthed that out of me when I went through all of the 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 hell and the trauma and the 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 disappointments and all of that that purpose was birthed out of me and so I can't even you know it's looking back and seeing how God just changed the narrative of my life and just you mm-hmm. know made things different based on you know my willingness to to go through it because it was either die or live, you know, and so him, you know, fulfilling his purpose in me and, and then living through that, but it really came through all that pain and all that hell and realizing that I had a story that needed to be told. And I began to write my story. And, and then one story came to another story and, and that, you know, I, I've been writing stories ever since and writing books ever since, but only because of, of the pain that I had gone through. Mm-hmm. Now, well, that's going seg- to segue us right into what we're going to talk about next. We're going to talk about the writing. On your website, you say something, and I was like, oh, that sticks out to me here. You said, writing allows me to live through each story. Can you talk about that for a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I write um, both nonfiction and fiction. And so in my nonfiction, I started writing nonfiction. And so in my nonfiction stories, um, really, those nonfiction stories are, are, you know, my life lessons. Uh, It is, you know, my journey and how God has, you know, uh, walked with me in life. And so uh, my first book um, that was in This Is Now, This Broken Vessel Restored, talks about the journey of going through divorce. And so um, in writing that particular, you know, story, of course, that's, that's all about me and God and, and, and how he, you know, walked me through that. And then um, with my other nonfiction book, those are, you know, uh, completely whole talks about, you know, the, the, the life lessons that, that I've learned and, and how I can they, you know, I can share what I've gone through in hopes that other people, if they're going through it, you know, that they can find and say, okay, well, if she got through it, I can get through it too, mm-hmm. you know. And so living that um, and living through the words, hoping that, people, readers will be able to grasp and take those words and they can live within, you know, they can live those words out in their very own lives. And then um, with my fiction, with fiction, you you have to be able to um, live a story because your characters live in your mind. Your characters are talking mm-hmm. in, in your head about all different kinds of things because dialogue is going on in, in your mind and your head with these characters. And being able to um, live uh, through the characters, I've always wanted to, I've always been a reader of inspirational romance. And when mm-hmm. I started writing my, my own romance story, I wanted to write a story that Paula can fit into. 
you know, and I did. Okay. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, and so, you know, some a lot of the um, parts of the character and the characteristics, you know, that that's Paulette. So I'm able to live, okay. you know, in in um, you know in 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 these characters because I've created them, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now I also see that you've written a children's book as well, Princess uh, Nevaeh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Princess Nevaeh. Okay. Now. I just had another author on on our last show, and he wrote, writes multiple genres as well. Is there a different space you have to go in for each genre, or is it just kind of like you've done it so long now it just flows right out of you? Well, not for me. <laughs> so okay. For me, it's, uh, I started when I started writing. You know, it was nonfiction, and it's it's for me. It's, it's it was hard to go from nonfiction to fiction, and so okay. because when you write fiction, you you have to put yourself as the reader. You got to you have to have the characters. You got to think of the plot. You got to think of all the dialogue. You 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 have to be mm. so many parts to this fiction book, you know, in order for it to just really develop and the plot and the scheme and and all that to develop. You got to think about scenery. You got there's so many things to think about, and so mm. um, you know I I don't I I just can't do it like that. Now, some people, okay. they've been in industry a whole lot longer. Maybe they can, but I can't do it like that. It's easier. It's, it's actually easier for me to write, um, you know, nonfiction, but I wanted to write a okay. fiction story. And, and so, and God okay. allowed me to do that to, and gave me the um, the story to do it. And, and it was successful. It, it was, you know, a, a, an award-winning novel. And so, um, so yeah, it you know I I just don't turn on like that. <laughs> it's a work. Okay, I got you. <laughs> got you. Okay. Now, it are are there any plans for any of these books to be turned into like a TV series, a movie, any of those plans uh, in the future? Oh. I would love that. You know, that that's always mm-hmm. been my aspiration to have um, you know, especially my novel to to turn into a a um, you know, a movie, a film. So that's something that um I would love to explore and um okay. and you know, have that on my, you know, on my on my list to on my bucket list really. Definitely right. would love that. Okay. Now, since we're talking about the writing, let's talk about the Storytellers Academy. Can you tell us, you know, how that became about, what it is, and actually, yeah. you know, what you do within it? Yeah, so um, Storytellers Academy is um, a um, a membership course that I created to be able to help other authors. I do one-on-one coaching. And so I wanted mm-hmm. to scale my business so that I'm able okay. to reach more people and, um, you know, build more of a legacy for my, my family and um, yeah. and be able to help other people, you know. And so um, I wanted to have a, um, a place where aspire, I can teach aspiring authors, um, nonfiction aspiring authors, how to write 
publish and and promote their books. And so Storytellers Academy is the answer to those who are looking to be able to write their stories and um, have that accountability, have that coaching, have me take them um, on a on a journey that's going to be quicker than them, you know, um, procrastinating for years to write a story. And so um, it's a six-month membership. And so, you know, during the six months, you know, it's me with the, you know, helping them, you know, map out their story, getting their storyline together, and then, um, you know, putting them on a schedule. And then within the six weeks, they can have their book published. And so I just really wanted to open up um, – and streamline my business so that I'm able to effectively uh, teach more people how to write their books and tell their truth. Awesome, awesome. Now, with the Storytellers Academy, is that open just to women, or are men able to take advantage of that opportunity as as well? Oh no, that'll be that'll be open to to men as well. And uh, okay, okay. So yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, everybody has a story, and um, yeah. I'm just going to be a conduit for God to you know help them birth those stories out. Absolutely, and a lot of people um, frown at the. I was talking to somebody, and they were like, "I've never heard of a book coach." Or somebody to coach. I said, "Well, you need to try it for yourself. Don't, don't, don't sleep on it. Like, because people feel that about life too. That's why I think some of mm. us come up with more creative ways to say what we are because the life coach name has gotten you know such a taboo. Mm-hmm. It's like a taboo subject. But I feel it's mm-hmm. important to have coaches in every area of our lives, and it's not so that the coaches." can tell us what we need to do. But like I said, a great coach, they're going to help you, guide you, lead you, instruct mm-hmm. you, but you're going to have to do the work yourself. You know, and a lot of yeah. people say, well, I've been yeah. with a coach and it failed. Did you follow through with Wrong that one. work? So I, I love <laughs> that there is an academy that you're doing and a one, uh, the one-on-one sessions too. I love the one-on-one sessions. And I remember uh, talking to one of my mentors and he was like, you <laughs> – I know you love that one-on-one encounter, but you got to make this thing scale. Uh, you see mm-hmm, it, though. Mm-hmm. He said he was like, you have to make this scale for your family and for you know those yeah. that you know you're reaching. So that's great. So I encourage you if you're out there, you know you have a story, even though you're wrestling with your story. I'm going to leave room for you to give information on how everybody can con- uh, contact you and find out about the academy mm-hmm. as well. Um, but okay. I do want to hit something else. Um, we're almost finished, but uh, you said you wanted to write a fiction uh, novel. Was, mm-hmm. was it just something that you wanted to do for years? Or it was just like you woke up one day and was like, I've been successful with these nonfiction. Let me stretch out a little bit. Um, you know, I think that is, that is, you know, um, true to a a point whereby Mm -hmm. I had been reading, you know, fiction and whatnot, and it was just something that I was just, you know, an unction, um, a passion to do it. 
And I mean, at that time, I didn't know nothing about writing no fiction, you know, no fiction story. <laughs> and so, I, you know, no, really, I didn't. And so, you know, mm. I was writing a nonfiction as, you know, when I was prompted to write the, the fiction story. And so, and I think it was because I had read a lot of fiction romance before, and I, I was just getting um, the desire to do it you know, became stronger mm. and stronger. And I just finally thought, you know what, I'm going to try it, you know. And so I just began to, you know, outline the best way I knew how. And so um, that's really where it came. But, you know, thinking back on, you know, how God, um, you know, he directs He directs our lives. And had I not... Mm-hmm. Did you know? Had I not wrote the fiction um, novel, I wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have never been an award winner. And so, mm. yeah. So I think back on that and and just think, okay, the hand of the Lord definitely was on that. You know, and I know that because I I you know, in and of myself, I can't think of all these thousands and hundred thousand of words. I, I just can't. I don't have that kind of capacity, but God does. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, but being able to write it and then it being a, an award winner and seeing that, that God did that thing, you know, and I, mm-hmm, I just, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thankful to him for that. So, yeah. I asked you that question because there are a lot of people that are out there and mm-hmm. they feel a pull to want to try something new. Maybe it's not even writing. Mm-hmm. It may be an- another field professionally. Um, but mm-hmm. they have that hesitation about it. That's why I asked you, you know, did you have that unction to do it? But you said something, and I hope everybody heard that. Had you not stepped out and written it, it wouldn't have won an award. Right. So I encourage you all, yeah. step out. Try something new. Try something that's a little that's risky. It. Try something that that kind of scares you, and see yes, what God does it. with it. Yeah, yeah. And this is actually the the greatest time to do that in this yes. in this time of, of being quarantined. You know, find something new mm-hmm. to do. Do something different. Be more innovative. Be creative. Go mm-hmm. outside the box. Do it. Scare. Jump. You know, God got you. God yep. will catch you, you know. Yep. And if you if you yep. never, ever do it, you know, one thing that we can't live life with is regrets. With the what Absolutely. if, the what if, you know. You yep. have to do things scared. Just do it, you know. And, and if you don't yep. do it, how will you ever know you'll be successful? Give, give yourself an opportunity to succeed. I agree. I agree. And I don't know if you noticed, but we have talked ourselves off the air. Um, oh. So didn't <laughs> no. even know. I, t- I told you the hour goes by so quick. But yeah, I want to okay. ask you this question. And the question I want to ask you is, because you've given us so much over this hour, I want to ask you if the listeners are out there and they were f- to forget everything that you said on tonight, what is one thing that you will want them to remember? One one thing I would want them to remember is that they have to have their hope in God. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing 
you know, because okay. without without having hope in him, then there's really no existence, you know. Absolutely. And so even even in the place that we're in right now, we gotta have hope in him. We have to have to we have to Absolutely. have faith and, and, and courage in him. And so, you know, my life has really been one of just hoping that, you know, just trusting God and believing God that he going, you know, it's going to turn around. It's going to get better, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and just believe in him on that. And so I would just say that, you know, just really have your hope and your faith and your confidence and, 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 and God himself and nothing else. And as long as we have that, everything else is going to be added unto us. Absolutely. Now, here on the show, we like to honor those who have served as mentors, spiritual leaders, advisors, our support systems. I call them transforming transformers. They're people who have lived Mm -hmm. a life of transformation, and now they make it their purpose in life to assist others in their transformation. So is there anybody that you would like to shout out? that has been a transforming transformer in your life through some of your stages that you went through? Yeah. Um, my, my girlfriend, um, Leah was the one that God had, you know, brought back into my life when I was going through my divorce and stuff. And, um, Mm -hmm. she really came and just really, uh, was my armor, was my armor bearer. And just held mm-hmm. me up through it, you know, and I know that, um, you know, God strategically brought her back at that right time and that right moment, because that's exactly what I needed. Awesome. Awesome. Now, I have one more question I'm going to ask you, but before I get to that question, I want to leave an opportunity for you to um, tell everyone where they can follow you at, where they can purchase your products, uh, just all their, your social media handles so they can connect with you, all of those great things. And then if you want to leave them with a word or anything that you want to do, you're welcome to right now. Okay. Well, they can um, go to my website, which is com. I am on Facebook as um, Pastor Paulette. And I'm on Twitter, I'm on LinkedIn, and I am also on IG. So they can connect with me um, on social media. And um, even on on my website, they can get some information about um, Storytellers Academy. And um, I just, you know, um, I would just say to those that are listening that, all hope is not gone. And sometimes we may think that we're not going to get out of it. We not there's nothing better, you know, because we our minds just easily go to the negative stuff, you know. It's easy for us to do that. But we can always find something to be grateful to God about. We can find something to just thank him for and meditate on that. Not all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. Just meditate and find something 
to be grateful to God about. Awesome. Now, I end the conversation with the same question to everybody, okay? And Mm -hmm. that question is, who is God to you? He is, he is my friend. He is um, my confidant. He's my savior. He's my Lord. He is my daddy. He's my daddy. He's my other father. And he is the one that I can trust without hesitation. He's the one that I can rely on without thinking twice about it because he'll never lie to me. And he's the one that loves me in my stinky in my stinkiness, <laughs> in my frailty, you know. He loves me in all of that junk. That's who God is to me. Awesome. And guys, you hear it again. Every time I ask that question, it's never answered the same way. And I love that. And the reason why I love that is because I believe that there are realms and dimensions of God that we have yet to unlock. And every time we get together and have a conversation and we're talking about God and his greatness, we unlock another dimension because we share who God has been to us. And that person Mm -hmm. may not have experienced the attribute of God yet. So that's why I always like to end the conversation with that question. But listen, guys, thank you all for listening. As I said at the beginning of the show, there is no show without you guys. There's no reason for me to stand sit behind this microphone and talk if you guys are not listening. I encourage each and every one of you to connect with Paulette on social media as well as Invest in your purpose by purchasing her books and finding out about the academy. We all have a story, and sometimes the story is locked within us, and we just need someone to help pull that story out of us. So that's my encouragement to you is to connect with her. Remember, guys, I'm looking to honor women this month. If you have a woman you would like to nominate, a mother you would like to nominate, definitely reach out to me at info at cliftonpettyjohn.com. Connect with me on all of my social media platforms, just typing in Clifton Petty John. Make sure you visit my website. Listen, we got some amazing shows this month. Find out when the next show is and who's going to be the guest by visiting www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. Scroll down a little bit. You'll see Transformation Radio. Also, while you're there, make sure you check out the What Now podcast, y'all. Check out that podcast. That's something I'm enjoying doing. All right. So, again, thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Paulette, again, for your willingness to come on the show and share freely with us. That means so much when people come and are willing to share freely. We cannot express how much we are grateful for everything that you share with us. Guys, as I always say, create a great day, walk with purpose, and by all means, execute your vision. (laughs) Execute your vision. I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) Have a great evening.
Can you identify any areas in your life where stagnation is manifesting? Now, I know some of you might say, no, I can't. Well, I want us to look at stagnation for what it really is. Some people have identified stagnation as something that's not growing or that's not producing. I don't believe that stagnation. To me, stagnation can also be that, yes, we're growing. Yes, we're producing. However, we're growing and producing in a manner that's disrespectful to the purpose and the greatness that resides inside of us. And listen, we all have areas where we can identify that we could be doing a lot better in. There's greater potential in those areas than we are experiencing. And guess what? I have a tool that will help you begin to experience transformation in those areas of stagnation in your life. And that tool is called From Stagnation to Transformation. That's right. That is my book, From Stagnation to Transformation. So I want you to head over to my website, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. I want you to hit there. I want you to hit the Transformation tab. There you're going to find a free preview of my book. That's right, a free preview of my book. And I promise you, after you read the preview, you're going to want to invest in your personal transformation through purchasing the book. So again, hit over there. Purchase the book. Let me know you purchased it. Here's what I always say, guys. If you purchase the book, you read the book, you apply the principles in your life, and yet you still are stagnant in the areas that you are applying them to, and you're not experiencing any transformation, and you can prove to me that you have applied these principles, I will give you a a 100% refund. That's right, a 100% refund. Why? Because I believe in the application of the principles that are outlined in this book. So again, visit www.cliftonpettyjohn.com and purchase your copy of From Stagnation to Transformation.